Hey everybody, and welcome to the GSTJ podcast, the May edition of the GSTJ podcast. And on this month's podcast, we are joined by Ariana Culpit. She is our speech language pathologist here at Gunnison St. Joe's, and we're going to be talking to her about Better Hearing and Speech Month, and I'm going to see if she's any good at deciphering the British accent. Here we go. We take it out. Hey everyone, welcome back. And joining me this month is our amazing speech language pathologist, Ariana Culpit. Ariana, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, so this month is Better Hearing and Speech Month. So it seemed like a no-brainer to kind of have you on the show. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk about speech language pathology for the folks watching and listening in. Can you explain what a speech language pathologist does? Because it's it's not just speech and language, there's a bunch of other stuff as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we started to be recognized as an official profession in the 1920s. We were known as speech correctionists. And then from there, it took off to expand all these different areas. So the title of speech and language really stuck because that's usually what we did in the earlier days. And our field has since continued to expand. We actually treat uh, over nine areas. Uh, the American Speech Language Hearing Association, ASHA, has uh, identified over nine areas within our scope of practice. So we do speech and language, of course, but we also do things like voice fluency, uh, cognitive disorders, such as, you know, that umbrella term of dementia, right? So that's so tied to language, you know, being able to think and process. So our field has really expanded uh, for those disorders. We also do things such as social language, you know, pragmatics. And a big piece of what I actually do is dysphagia, so swallowing disorders. Uh, we're experts of the head and neck, especially here. So it, it makes sense that we also treat those disorders. And you work with kids as well? Yeah, so speech therapists can, uh, that's how I'll refer to it. Some say SLPs, some, I just say speech therapy. So speech therapists can work all the way from pediatrics. So maybe you have a premature infant uh, neonate that is born with uh, dysphagia. Uh, they can work all the way in intensive care units for a preemie, all the way to geriatric. You can work in hospitals and schools, private practice, home health, assisted living, nursing homes. Um, you can really run the gamut. And of course, academia, um, some of some speech therapists are now just in politics, right? Trying to help with insurance reimbursement. So it really can run the gamut of what you can do. There's, there's some big words that asphasia. Dysphagia, yeah, there's a lot of different terms. Dysphagia is a swallowing disorder. So um, swallowing disorders oftentimes happen in adults after stroke or injury. So um, it affects our muscles here. Strokes affect a lot of our muscles, but also these smaller muscles. Um, also, as we age over time, some things can happen with our swallowing. Um, so we, we might modify a diet. We might strengthen the swallow muscles through exercises. So yes, dysphagia, swallowing disorder. And things like, you know, articulation, I mean, it doesn't have to just be a simple, I mean, when people think about speech therapy, they think about, you know, stuttering and stuff like that. But there's, there's kind of other things that come into that kind of language side of things too, right? 
Absolutely. Speech and language aren't the same things, right? We might say, I give a speech. Well, you're, you're doing speech, right? You're doing the speech sounds, but what you're doing is you're, that goes into language, right? So the speech is physically the sounds we make within our language. Languages are different. Um, maybe let's say you're a native German speaker. Sounds that you produce are going to be different. Um, you're from Britain, so the way the inflection and the tone, um, you know, you don't chew <laughs> your sounds as much as we might here in America. So um, that is the speech sounds we make, how we physically produce them. And it's what is acceptable within that culture, within that ethnicity, within that language, right, of how to produce those sounds. So individual sounds, we put them together to get a word, and that word has meaning, and then we add to the word, and then we get language. So the sounds are the basis of it, but how do we put it all together to get that, the communication piece? I never really thought of communication as that, but yeah, when you think about it, it's just a bunch of sounds that we're just making just like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's very yeah, it's what? very rapid, right? Communication and speech, it's very rapid. So when that system is interrupted, that's when we notice, you know, when things go wrong. Um and so yeah, for kids, that's a lot of times what people think of, oh my kid says wabbit. They don't say rabbit. That's an articulation disorder. Some kids though have patterns of disorder. So they might um, they might do fronting. So they might take a back sound and make it in the front of the mouth because it's easier. So instead of saying cow, they might say tau. And they, uh, they might have other patterns of disorder. Um, that's usually typically considered a little more severe, but it just depends on the kid, uh, on the kiddo and how, they're, how they uh, are stimulable, right? Can they make different sounds? So, you know, being a parent, I've, you know, my kids went through the kind of cute phase of saying words in kind of a weird way. Mm -hmm. you know, not a weird way, but, you know, to me as a parent, a cute way. Yeah, um, yeah. Like how, at what point should a parent be going, okay, this is, this is, this is not cute. Like this is, this might be something that we might need to speak to somebody about. That's a, it's a great question. It varies for every child. Um, you definitely would want to see that those are starting to phase out, right? That they're starting to have more accuracy with those sounds. Speech sounds are considered mastered at different ages. So the uh, R's are a very nuanced sound that we make. R's are produced very differently within the mouth depending on the other sounds in that word. We don't produce an R the same way. Uh, our sounds are influenced based, again, on the other sounds within that within that word. Um, but you would want to see as your child continues to grow and develop that they're starting to have more accuracy with those sounds, that you're not hearing as much of that baby talk, right? That it's starting to sound um, more like a little, not adult, right? But more natural as they're, as they're aging. I guess, I guess we want to see I guess the word is progress. We want to see pr them kind of progress out of that that so-called baby talk. Got it. So I say you're that. I say you're our speech therapist, um, but technically that's not true because we have you on loan from our uh, brothers and sisters over at Gunnison Moundview in Adam's Friendship. Shout out to you guys, by the way, uh, just north of us. So we get you two days a week. You're also in Whitehall. You're in Moundview. What do you do with all of the time on the road? Do you listen to things like podcasts like this one? I should. I don't. I recently have started podcasts. Um, 
I have traveled a lot, so it's surprising that I haven't gotten more into like books on tape or podcasts. Um, I really, really should. I find a lot of them enjoyable. A lot of, you know, local, you know, around the state, like what you do is amazing for this area. Um, celebrities have podcasts, there's podcasts and everything. I listen to a lot of music. That's what I do. We talk about you drive, you, you being on the road quite a lot, but there's a reason, there's a reason behind that. Can you talk about, you know, the importance of, of you being on the road? Yeah, absolutely. So especially in rural areas, right? I work, I've always worked in rural healthcare. Uh, speech therapists, again, can work in suburbs, metro areas, all of that. Uh, but in rural healthcare, uh, there might not always be these big patient volumes, right? So being able to split up that resource to cover multiple areas, it also helps our patients. Not every patient has the resources to travel, especially in rural areas. You know, we, we talk about COVID a lot on this podcast. Um, how has COVID impacted the speech and language um, profession and also speech and language for patients? I, I feel like wearing a mask constantly, uh, covering covering half of your face makes communication much harder. What kind of you, what kind of things have you seen uh, since COVID started? Uh, when COVID first started to hit our areas, we really weren't sure because we hadn't seen it yet. We had heard stories and some data and research, uh, but when it hit our hospitals, of course, you just have to react to what that patient is presenting with. We uh, we see a lot of weakness, right? So a lot of people are very weak with COVID. That makes sense. They're very ill. Um, so with that, we're seeing um, difficulties with communication. Um, it depends. I haven't worked with anybody with a vent um, or any of that. Larger hospitals, of course, have seen that. Uh, but I have worked with people with, you know, the oxygen masks on. They can't, right? They don't have that breath support to be able to talk or they're so tired. They're so fatigued. So we've done like whiteboards, uh, picture communication boards. So it's easier for them to get what they need. We've also seen a lot of swallowing disorders with people with COVID because again, they're weak. So being able to chew, being able to swallow, appetite is also usually significantly decreased which can create a cycle of problems because if you're not eating, you don't have as much strength. You're not having the strength to fight off the disease. Um, so that has created issues. So I've also been called in on cases. We have more research to show that many people with COVID are having cognitive changes. Uh, some people are saying it's the COVID fog, <laughs> the fog. Um, and some people clear from that. Again, they're ill. Okay, that kind of makes sense. They're ill, they're clearing. Some people aren't clearing as much as we would anticipate. And COVID long haulers are actually reporting higher levels of having changes in their thinking, right? Their cognitive skills. So that's something that I think the data will continue to show speech therapy being needed for those patients, both in and out of the hospital. And then as far as the masks, yes. So communication in general, um, humans, right? We're face to face usually with people. Um, when we're talking to them, we're looking at their face. So when that's blocked, we do lose a lot of that, that input, right? What is that person thinking? Um, it, it just changes how we are used to that communication. So some good communication tips for that are to try to be face on with that person, right? Because if I'm turning away, my voice is projecting a different direction. So if you have masks on, of course, try to be safe, but face face on with them as, you, as much as you can. Um, and trying to slow down, right? If you're in a big meeting and you have a mask on and, you know, 
slowing your speech down a little um, to prevent wear and tear on your voice, uh, increasing your voice a little bit. But if you're shouting through your mask, that's a problem, right? You're going to wear your vocal folds out. So try to adjust in other ways. So I got a random question for you. Could you help me get rid of this British accent? <laughs> can, can you? So I've only known you, obviously. Can <laughs> you? I always think it's hilarious when people that are from Britain or have an accent when they do an American accent. It's so funny. <laughs> can you do an, Amer- do an American accent? I, 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 honestly, I honestly can't, but... Um, you can't? I, I, I can't. I, I haven't figured it. I haven't mastered it out. But I tell you one thing. The first time I ever pronounced tomato instead of tomato that was pretty good. um i kind of had to i yeah i had to kind of slap myself when i did that that was that was in line at a subway uh you know asking for a sandwich and telling them what i needed and i was like yeah i'll take tomato and i just like slapped myself across that sounded the really good yeah yeah it's, but did it's it feel nice. weird did it feel like it it does it does feel weird and the, the reason i ask is because um you know my wife kind of she kind of jokes because when we go through a drive-through, even if I'm the one that's driving, I'm kind of like, you tell him, you know, you know. And the guy's like, would you like fries with that? And I'm like, yeah, I'd like fries with that. And I was like, he'd like fries with that, you know. It's it's a real it's a real comedy of errors. So <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, I there was a funny uh, Emily Blunt, uh, the actress. She was talking. Um, her husband uh, is is American, so also an actor. So she was talking on one of the late shows about how one of her kids asked for a glass of water, <laughs> and she's like, "It's water." <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna see if Ariana can understand. Uh, words and sentences from my native Yorkshire accent um, right after this. Don't miss it. Pressed for time? Skip the drive to the clinic. With the MyChart app, you can schedule and see a provider face-to-face from anywhere. Now faster and easier than ever. Download the app. Hey, welcome back. And uh, before the break, we were talking with speech-language pathologist Ariana Colpert about Better Hearing and Speech Month. And we got onto the topic of accents. And I am from uh, a very, uh, let's say, broad part of the UK known as Yorkshire, which has a very distinct accent. In fact, it probably has several distinct accents. And we're going to play a little game with Ariana to see if she can tell what, uh, what these Yorkshire sayings actually mean. Uh, but because I've been in the United States for the last 10 years and because I've eaten a healthy dose of cheese curds and brats, um, <laughs> I don't have as strong as an accent as I used to. So I have a special guest on the show who has done some pre-recorded videos. I actually called in my own sister to say some sayings. And we're going to see if Ariana can figure out what my sister is saying. So here we go. Here's my, uh, here's my sister on the right, uh, Kelly or Kel. Um, as you can tell, she's uh, real uh, happy to be on the show. <laughs> we have, actually, she really is. She was really excited about doing this. Um, so we have five sayings for you. I'm going to play these and we'll see if you can figure out what they are. Here's number one. Gioa, you too are candid. Um, I'm not even sure if I got all the words she was saying. Um... So I'm going to I'm going to put on some subtitles here. I have some subtitles or close captions uh, okay. to kind of explain here. I will try and do it in my best Yorkshire accent. 
Giawa, you're too cack-handed. Uh, come over here, you're being naughty. Like <laughs> <laughs> your kids, I don't know. Without, I guess without without the context is really difficult, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll put you out of your misery. Here's the answer: it is uh, please cease. Your ability is poor. Oh, okay. Like you're you're doing that poorly, poor handed. Yeah. So so cack handed is uh, you know basically you you're not you're not doing you're not doing something very well. What um, is what is the gior? Uh, Gyoa is how we kind of run two words together. So it's give over. In other words, stop. Okay. Okay. Cease. Okay. <laughs> Very interesting. Wow. <laughs> okay, number two. I will play this. Put Woodington. Was the barn in a van? So I'll give you some subtitles for this one. So in my best Yorkshire accent, oh. Put Woodington. Was the barn in a barn? Um, basically asking if somebody like, what are you talking about? Like, are you, are you, are you dumb? Like, were you, were you born? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, you, you're close. You, you see how we throw in an insult there right at the very end. Um, yeah. so I'll, I'll put you out of your misery. Here's the answer. It is please close the door. Oh, yeah. like, close the door. Were you born in a barn? Right, okay. exactly. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. We, so, say, were you, we say, were you born in a barn? We just don't put put wood in, like, put wood in the hole? Yeah. So, is that what that means? So put wood in the hole? Put wood in the hole in, in the door hole is basically what we're saying. Uh, number three. Here we go. Well, I mean, oh, it's better than no in it. Here's the subtitles. Well, I mean, oh, it's better than no in it. Um, something's better than nothing. It's exactly right. Anything is better than nothing. So out is anything and nothing is nout. Okay, here's number four. I'm off down to Chippy. Get me send a sausage boy for me. Send then off to me mams. Right. <laughs> That's kind of a long one. Here's the subtitles. I'm off down Chippy. Get me send a sausage boy for me. Send then off to me mams. Okay, so I picked up on the sausage. <laughs> I love food. So sausage, I heard. But maybe it doesn't mean sausage. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to go down the street and get a sausage muffin, and then I'm going to go see my mom. Oh, it's, you know, that's really good. I'll give you that okay. one. The answer is, I will visit the nearest fish and chip establishment to purchase a sausage sandwich for myself, then henceforth to the house of my dear mother. I love the subtitles. Yeah. I feel like that's exactly <laughs> what you're trying to get to henceforth. <laughs> right. So uh, a chippy, a chippy in England is a fish and chip shop. Okay. So or a, a fish and fry shop, as we would probably right. term it over in Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. And here's the last one, number five. I told him to stop faffing around, but did he? Did he? Echoes like now he's got monk on because I told him he were mothering me. Okay, that was another really long one, but this is how my sister speaks. So. Yeah. And my wife is, she cannot keep up sometimes, especially when I'm talking and my sister's talking. She she really does right. need subtitles. But here's the subtitles. <laughs> I told him to stop faffing around, but did he? Did he echoes like? Now he's got monk on because I told him he were mithering me. I've heard of, I've heard of mithering. Um, I told him, I told them to stop goofing around or dawdling uh but but did he <laughs> i guess <laughs> no <laughs> um did he echoes like no so no he didn't now he's 
I don't know what got monk. <laughs> um, oh, is, is it now he is like pouting? Yep. That's it. That's okay, pretty much pouting it. Cause I told him he was bothering me. There we go. That is it. I requested he stop messing around, but he did not. <laughs> now he is disgruntled because I informed him of my displeasure. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, if you ever make it to England, uh, at least now you'll know at least five common phrases. Uh, so you'll be you'll be able to uh, order a, chi a, a sausage sandwich from a local fish and chip establishment and tell someone off if they are d uh, bothering you and you are disgruntled about it. I'm disgruntled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder, too, though, like if you know, in travelers too. like, if I came over there and said, you know, in my American accent, Oh, I want to go to a chippy. Does that annoy locals or is like, just don't try. Right. You're not from well, here. Or is it like, Oh no, you're embracing our language. You know, it's, I, I think, I think particularly where I come from, they would, they would certainly see you as an out of towner, but they would love the fact that you said the word chippy. Um, particularly with the American accent. I think, I think the thing is, you know, like th there is this um, historic affection between America and Britain. Um, there wasn't in the early stages, but, you know, once we got over, you know, the Revolutionary War and War of 1812, you know, things kind of petered out a little bit and we got used to each other. But there's definitely that love of the different types of accents. And um, I know when, when my wife hears my family speak, and when my family hears my wife speak, there is this kind of like, oh, she said chippy, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think we'd embrace you with open arms in Yorkshire. <laughs> Good to know. All righty. Uh, so that's all we got time for, uh, for our chat. Thanks very much for joining us, Ariana, and talking about Thanks Better Hearing and Speech Month and uh, speech and language therapy and listening to me rabbit on about Yorkshire and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll be right back with some more updates about Gunnison St. Joe's right after this break. Thanks, Ariana. Thank you. Want to save time at the clinic? Download the MyChart app. Complete registration information before you arrive, including questionnaires, insurance details, and account billing. Care at your speed. Download the app. Hey, welcome back. Uh, thanks to uh, Ariana Culpert for joining us on the podcast today. Super great to have her on the show. And we also share her with uh, Tri-County in Whitehall and uh, Moundview over in Adam's Friendship. So shout out to those guys. Um, on our last podcast, on our last month's podcast, we announced that we were getting solar panels on the roof. And I'm happy to say that the project is moving along nicely. Uh, it looks like the system will be fully functional in the next few weeks. There's a photograph from our eye in the sky there to see uh, the array on the roof looking really cool. Can't wait for that to be turned on. Um, also, if you are struggling with broadband or paying for broadband, the FCC has launched a new program uh, to kind of help families and households to afford uh, access to Internet, particularly during the pandemic. Uh, the Emergency Broadband Benefit Program will connect eligible households to jobs and critical healthcare services and virtual classrooms. If your household is eligible, you can receive up to $50 per month on your broadband access and associated equipment rentals. For more information, visit getemergencybroadband.org. 
And finally, May is host to National Nurses Week and National Healthcare Week. Uh, so a shout out to those nurses and our healthcare heroes out there. It's been a tough time in healthcare for sure. Um, but you know, it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. So uh, help us bring an end to this pandemic. Consider getting your COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, reach out to your local healthcare provider and schedule your appointment and encourage your families to do so too. Uh, that's it from me for another month. Until next time, take care. We take it out.